Hey there, this is the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, intuitive, and experiencer. This podcast is about tapping into your subconscious to create a more aligned and abundant life. By leveraging our subconscious, we can master our thoughts, frequency, and vibration. Fusing the conscious, subconscious, and our consciousness is the science of expansion and soul satisfaction. Each week, I'll share in-depth interviews or solo episodes. This podcast was created to share how you have the power to create infinite potential within you. It's my intention that you find this podcast empowering, inspiring, and full of possibility. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's go. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast. I really wanted to talk today about giving ourselves permission to do what feels good inside. Giving ourselves permission to fully express ourselves because life is life and we are all going to have experiences with family, our careers, our businesses, our children, our friends, world events. All of these things are constantly coming at us. We can't push the pause button on life, but at the same time, we want to find a way to allow ourselves to have the space to be with ourselves, to have the space to be who we want to be, to have the space to do the things that not only matter to us, but the things that nourish our soul. One of the things that I see so often, not just in my female clients, but also the men who come into my world for one-on-one work, is that we carry a lot of expectations. We carry a lot of beliefs around how we're supposed to be in the world, what we're supposed to do, what it's supposed to look like. We carry a lot of things that were put upon us. They were given to us. I remember once I had a client and the way that she phrased it, she's a very successful professional. And she's like, I'm, I feel like I'm a corporate housewife. She was literally attempting to do everything as so many women do. It's not unusual. We pick up habits, routines, and patterns of the way we go through life from our mothers, our school, the universities we go through, the jobs that we've worked at, the friends that we're around, we pick up what we believe is what we're supposed to do. And sometimes we just don't even think. We do it that way without even thinking, what would feel good to me? What would make this better? Because some people carry this belief And I'm not going to say that it's right or wrong. It depends on who you are, whether or not it's right or wrong for you. But some people carry this belief 
that they have to be present for every single sports practice for their child and every single game and that they should be the one responsible for taking them to and from. This can put a huge burden on a family to be the one responsible for doing it all because somewhere along the way there may have come this belief that you're not a good mother or you're not a good father if you're not there for every single game. Maybe you had a parent when you were a child that was never available for any of those things and you committed that you weren't going to be that parent that was never there because when you were a child, you were always looking for your parent to be there and they were never there. So what happened was the pendulum swung all the way to the other side and we're creating this unnecessary intense pressure to perform this intense pressure to be there now that's just one example for some people they literally want to be at every game and at every practice but some people feel like they have to so that their child isn't emotionally harmed or feels unloved the way that they did growing up because their parent was never there. So many times we get lumped into this either or. My life has, I have to do this or I have to do that. Well, we get to do both and. And going back to this example around having kids who are involved in sports and being there for everything, what if, what if there were a carpool group where mothers, fathers took turns getting the kids to practice so that it would free up time for some of the parents for other things that need to be done. Because if you're a mother and you're a father and you are burning the candle at both ends and you're running the house, you're making sure the finances get taken care of, you're making sure that the kids get to school, from school, to practice, from practice, maybe they have multiple practices per day. Where is the time left for you? Where is your energy so that you can be the absolute best parent that you could be? Now, this same scenario is, it's not just confined to parenting. This same scenario can play out in business where maybe we feel like we can't let go of control of certain things. We are committing to doing certain things because either we had a past experience where we let go of control, we let someone uh, take ownership of some part in our business and maybe they messed it up and we just felt like it was the end of the world and I can't trust anyone to do it. Because the reality, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, the reality is that the first hire isn't always the perfect hire. And sometimes it takes multiple because it's not just about filling a role. It's about having the right person in the role and also about you being the leader that doesn't micromanage, that can trust to hand off and can have open communication without fear of what the person will think or open communication in a way that fosters growth on behalf of your employee so that that relationship can blossom. I have seen people 
who had tremendous struggles because they had abandonment issues. They had control issues. They just had all different types of fears that would show up in the way that they worked with their team in their business. So what happens is people end up overcommitting. They end up overwhelmed. They feel like they need to have their fingers in everything and do everything. And it is burning them out. That is a fast path to burnout. This is why I tell people, if you want to be successful in your business, if you want to have a great relationship with your kids or your spouse, you want to do the inner work first. Because the inner work opens the doors for everything else to fall into place. And a common theme, whether it's family, it's business, or um, friends, because sometimes we feel like we can't let people down in our life that are important to us, especially consider this. We teach people how to treat us. And I remember the first time I heard that, it really kind of was like, oh, but it's true. We teach people how to treat us. So sometimes we can end up in a dynamic where we become concerned that if we change our behavior, our friends or our family or our business partners or our clients that if we change our behavior, that they're not going to accept us for who we are, that we have somehow tied the things that we do to our value to other people. So we can get into all kinds of stories around the reason that we can't take time for ourselves, the reasons that we can't make space for ourselves because what if and I hate those two words what if because what if sounds like it's very helpful but depending on how you phrase what comes after what if can program you for more frustration and more stress or what if can open the doors to a fantastic and magical life what if you took some time to give yourself the space to really be present with yourself. I remember Lara, she came to the retreat in 2021 and she shared in her testimonial that she wasn't sure if she could take the time off from her business. She wasn't sure if it was the right decision and she ran a very busy business down in Texas. And when she actually came and settled in, it was just beautiful to see what unfolded. She was nervous about stepping away, trusting someone else to handle the day-to-day -day for four days while she came and participated in the retreat. While she took the time along with the other ladies to notice who they really are, to let go of some of those limiting beliefs and stories and to allow themselves to recognize and embody what it really feels like to nurture yourself, to love yourself, to connect deeply within. And 
that experience forever changed her life. She said that my life has changed because I have changed. And you can go to the page for the retreat, pennychason.com forward slash ultimate. You can see her video. It's there. But it's scary sometimes to take a big step and say, you know what? It is time for me to step away. I don't want to wait until it is too late to live my life for me. I don't want to wait a year, another five years, another 10 years before I give myself room to breathe and really think about what it is that I want out of my life. These are things that we get to think about and we don't have to be burdened by them. Let this be curiosity. Allow yourself to simply be curious because it can be the little things. Like a lot of people, they meditate and they journal. And sometimes these things just become something else on the checklist to do. But I'm talking about a little bit deeper exploration. A deeper exploration, an unveiling of who you really are. And while you don't have to come to a retreat to do that, a retreat is exactly what it says it is. It is giving yourself the space and the time to take away to commit to you. And when I do the retreat, because as women, we are always so busy, there's always something that a lot of times we've convinced ourselves has to be done that this is a slow down retreat. This is a slow down. This is a be with yourself. This is a be with other women. This is an integration and an exploration and to allow yourself to be pampered just a little bit. Now, you might be saying, well, this is great. I, I cannot do a retreat. You can give yourself a retreat at home. And the way that you give yourself a retreat at home if you're able to, book a spa day. If you're able to, just book a night away at a hotel somewhere that's not at home. Go sit by the pool. Maybe you can only do a few hours where you get away and you just kind of retreat away from things. What you will notice if you're someone who always stays very busy and you're always very committed to things, and you're an overcommitter and an overdoer and an overgiver, you will notice that if you go for just a few hours, chances are you're going to spend that time thinking about all the things that you that you need to do, which is the benefit of going away for a little bit longer period of time because it puts you in a position where you get to make a few arrangements for other people to step in and you get to really deal with this voice in your head that keeps telling you, but you can't, but you can't, but you can't. And you're like, no, but I can. I can step away. I remember when I left anesthesia and I went full time in my business. I'm going to block off X time. I'm going to work Monday through Thursday. I'm going to do all of these things. And I'm going to have all this time for myself. And because I was so accustomed to being busy at the hospital and then because I did 
40 hours at the hospital, 39 technically, 40 hours at the hospital. Then I was spending another 20 to 30 a week building the business on the side, plus being at home doing all the things. I had trained my brain to be in constant doing mode. And I had to retrain my brain that it's safe to take a day and just indulge myself. It was uncomfortable because when we condition our minds and our brains to be busy, that becomes our status quo. We build those neural pathways. It can even feel like anxiety if we take a day off. But consider this, when you take that time and you can take that space and you can rest and you can rejuvenate and you can allow yourself to just be, it decreases the stress within your body. You can have more mental clarity. You have more energy and mental bandwidth to handle the things that are important. So it comes down to good boundaries, not just boundaries with people, boundaries with yourself. When that little voice is telling you, you know what, you got the energy, you should just go ahead, you know, it's your day off, but you got all this energy, go reorganize the closet. No, no, no. We have to learn to say no to ourselves. We have to set boundaries with ourselves that when we do have free time and we do have the energy that we're not just rolling over into the next doing. One of the things I love to do is prioritize what it is I need to do each day. And typically I have three things. And if those three things get done each day, it has been a successful day. Anything else is just whipped cream on top, cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. If I get some of those things done, great. But when I've gotten those three things done, I continue to work my hours. And then when I'm done, I'm done. And I could have a list of 20 more things, but if they're not hair on fire, escape the building urgent, they wait. They wait. And you would be surprised to find if you really look at all the things you need to do and you ask yourself, which ones, if I did not do them, the world would come crashing down around me like really ask yourself if I did not do this would the world stop would someone you know not be in a good place those are the things that you do if the world's not going to come to to an end if it's a nice thing to do if you're just adding extra stuff because well, I have space. Why, why don't I just go ahead and do this? Why don't I just go ahead and do that? Then I hate to say it. You're creating a lot of stress on yourself. I do this too. So here's my cue when I have overcommitted. If I'm going through my day and I'm working and I'm busy and I start to feel anxious feelings, if I start to feel overwhelmed, I immediately full stop. I full stop. What am I doing here? Is what I'm doing in this moment is something 
die are going to happen if I don't complete this in the next 24, 48, 72 hours? If the answer is no, I walk away. And if it can go beyond 24 hours, then it gets tabled because it is difficult for us to function. It is difficult for us to be available to the people we love and to the things that matter when we are mentally exhausted from being overwhelmed. So sometimes we just have to say no and step away. And sometimes it is critical and we still need to say no and step away, but we just step away for a shorter period of time because overwhelm is a choice. And I didn't really understand that at one point. And then I realized that overwhelm comes from us choosing to commit to things. Overwhelm comes from us choosing to say yes to things. Overwhelm comes from us taking responsibility for things that maybe it's not our responsibility, like cleaning our kids' rooms, picking up after our kids. Um, just there are a lot of different scenarios I could think of. But overwhelm comes because we've chosen to commit to so much and because we've chosen to set deadlines, some of which are artificial Sometimes I lapse back into old habits, but for the most part now, I have learned that if I think I can have something done by a certain date, I double that. I give myself room because we never know when there's going to be a tech hiccup. We never know when a kid is going to be sick. We never know when there's going to be an issue and we have to interrupt our day or our week to handle something. And if we have packed our life too tightly, then we're creating a Kobayashi Maru. I don't know if you're a Star Trek person. A Kobayashi Maru is the unwinnable situation. It is unwinnable. So when you overcommit, when I overcommit, when anyone overcommits, and we underestimate how much time it takes to do something, or we overestimate how much we can get done, we are literally creating a no-win situation. We are jacking up our subconscious mind to create a state where there are open loops all over the place, which creates stress, which creates a subconscious level of fear, we may not equate it as fear, but the emotion of fear gets assigned to it. What's going to happen if all this stuff doesn't get done? We get to say no. We get to say no. And when we say no to these things, whatever they are, we end up saying yes to ourselves. And oftentimes, this is one of the things I end up talking to clients about. I don't tell them to say no. But I talk to them about what it means to be overwhelmed. I talk to them about what it means to be overcommitted. Where can things change? And when clients come to their own insight, it is far more powerful than if I give them advice. And so what I'm sharing with you here now is what would change in your life if you gave yourself permission to step away for a few days, whether 
it's local at home, you come to the ultimate alignment treat, I would love to have you there, but there are only a few spots left. I wish everybody could come, but everybody can't. If you would love to go on retreat with me, my next ultimate alignment retreat is April 30th through May 4th in Sedona, Arizona. It is only open to 11 women. It is very intimate. We keep it very intimate, very close. I fly in a couple of chefs who I love very much, who are very energetically aligned. They prepare whole foods that nourish your body and your mind while we're going through this space of releasing. We can step into that releasing. We can reprogram. We can connect with the energy of ourselves, the energy of Sedona, the vortexes. We do a sunrise hike one morning because it is an experience where there is just impeccable silence. There is stillness and you can watch the sun rise and it's absolutely beautiful. And this year we are actually going to add an energetic embodiment hypnosis to that sunrise experience. I bring in massage therapists to get, so you can have a massage, so you can allow yourself to physically release the stress and tension from your body. And then the last day we're having a photo shoot. I'm bringing my personal brand photographer to you. Each woman is going to have a photo shoot and get to walk away with some images where you have embodied uh, this energy of transformation, this energy of expansion, this energy of being tapped in and turned on to who you really are. I'm going to have a link in the show notes below where you can go and get all the information for the retreat. If you have questions, you can always email me. You can message me on Facebook, Instagram. Let me know your questions. Every retreat I've hosted that has happened when the women come together, even though they didn't know each other before they connected in that space, there always seemed to be a theme that the women were dealing with very similar beliefs, challenges. They had very similar goals. There was so much more in common than there was not in common. And if being in that environment is something that you would absolutely love, I would love to have you because we're just outside of downtown Sedona. We're probably about five minutes out. So it's not in the hustle bustle. It's out in nature. It's nice. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And I would absolutely love to have you there if you would like to have this experience. I will see you next week. Until then, say no to yourself so you can say yes to yourself. Have a great week.